Hey, the Loose Cannon Show with Jar Jar Jeremy is now a part of the Dorkening Podcast Network. You can go there and listen to other great podcasts such as Throwdown Thursday, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, and That Strange Show. But first, listen to this episode of the Loose Cannon Show with Jar Jar Jeremy, because that's what's most important. Loose Cannon. Jar Jar Jeremy! And welcome to this episode of the Loose Cannon Show with Jar Jar Jeremy. I get to sit down with another Facebook friend today. This man is kind of a, a legend on my Facebook, I believe. Um, you, you, he's a, a bootleg toy maker, which a lot of my audience is probably like, what the fuck is a bootleg toy maker? But, uh, dude, what you and some... Oh, but his name is Jeremy Borkwin, ladies and gentlemen, a.k.a. Dead Greedy. Um, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Ah! <laughs> Hi, how is everybody doing? <laughs> so, um, f- explain what a, a bootleg toy maker is first, and then we'll get into like a lot of different things because I, I have a lot of different ideas on things me and you can talk about. Okay. Um, basically, um, it was a, a process started by another artist called Sucklord. And um, what we do is basically. Uh, take apart old toys and um, it's a, it's a form of sculpting without actually sculpting you um, take in a toy you like and it may you may make a new creation out of that toy um, using other toys and um, you basically assemble what your piece is designed for make a mold of that and then uh, produce your new figure out of the pieces that you use to assemble your creation. Now, um, uh, mm-hmm. You yourself have your own niche, which I really uh, enjoy, which is Star Wars. Like your, a lot of your your uh, pieces are Star Wars uh, uh, inspired, and I, I really appreciate that. Uh, both of us. I mean, your name's Dead Greedy. I'm Jar Jar Jeremy. It's really kind of interesting. I enjoy it. Uh, what about Star Wars has inspired you so much? Well, um, it's two things. Number one, the, um, there's a market for it. <laughs> yeah, so if you're if you're making works. if you're making the toys, um, you're going to get a, a very big audience when you're when you address Star Wars. Um, as far as any other TV shows, movies, etc., um, and uh, the second part is I I grew up with Star Wars. It was the first movie I ever saw. Um, I was three, um, and you know it's been um, pretty much in my life, my whole life. So I you know watched it religiously, um, memorizing lines, yes. scenes, uh, loving the characters. Um, 
So it's it, just something I grew up with. And so I think also it's something most people can identify with, at least uh, the people I know yeah. can all identify with Star Wars. It, it's kind of like, uh, you know, smoking weed. You know, everybody, everybody <laughs> practically does it. It's just like, Correct. you know, it's a way to connect with one person and be like, hey, I like Star Wars. And like, hey, I like Star Wars too, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you got a friendship out of nothing but a, a fandom. Exactly. Um, on to the uh, cannabis side of things. Do you smoke? Do you indulge? Um, yes, I do. Are you an uh, indica or a sativa man? Um, I'm both actually. Yes. It depends on the depends on the mood. I, what I, I need. Agree. Uh, time, usually, some combination of the two. Yeah, uh, preferably. Good. <laughs> All right. Um, now. On that, uh, I think I messed up. Are you in California? No, I am in Dallas, Texas. Wow, I had you in California. I was like, uh, we had set you, up. You can time. put me there. I mean, yeah, no, no. I was went. like, uh, he must live in <laughs> California. I mean, I, I don't know why I have you living there, but you are. And uh, set up to do this interview. This is day three of the interview because <laughs> both of us had to reschedule. And, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, man, three hours difference, and you contacted me yesterday ready to go, and I was like, we still got, like, an hour and a half to go, man. What's going on? Yeah, I'm like, my time is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that technique that I was talking about earlier about taking different figures and taking them apart, yeah. it's called it's called kit bashing. Oh, so see, I knew there was a better name than bootleg toy maker. Yeah, well, you make a bootleg toy, but you can kit bash or you can uh, do a, a, a brand new sculpt. Like you okay. can sculpt from 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 nothing. And you build do your, that as build well. Your um, not so bit? much. No, no, I, I uh, do. Well, I do a little okay. sculpting on it, but generally I kit bash off of other figures. Okay, like so for example, for example, Hauntan, I have that releasing Friday. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's a second version of, of a figure I've created, which is a combination between a Tauntaun and Han Solo. <laughs> so I kit bash them <laughs> together. The audience I, is like, what? You got to go to deadgreedy.com and look at this stuff, guys. It's really cool. Go ahead, man. Well, I basically, you know, all of my creations have something to do. I'm, I'm very young, influenced by music and poetry. Yeah. Uh, and rap music. So I, uh, a lot of my figures, they either rhyme or they're combinations of words um, that I slam together. Um, and so a hauntan was basically... We know the word Tauntaun, and I had Han Solo, so I was like, I wonder what it would look like <laughs> if Han Solo was half of one of those smelly animals, you know, in Empire. What what, what would that look like? So Hauntaun and a ton had a baby. Right. I mean, he exactly. was inside of her in one way, <laughs> one form of <or> another. <laughs> so basically, a lot of my stuff starts off with just words. Um, that, matter of fact. Almost all of my creations start off with words. And then, then Except I... Except for your newest one, which I don't want to touch on until the very end. So if you're going to ever hit on that, like, wait, okay? Because that one <laughs> I, I'm very interested in, like, really getting into. But go ahead. <laughs> but um, 
that's basically how I started off was just, uh, I was really bored. I've, uh, I've, uh, been disabled for three years, I think. Yes. So Wilson's disease. Did you yeah. get into sure I'll get into that. So I, well, I want people to know that, um, you know, there's stuff you can do when you're bored and that's what I did. So I couldn't work, couldn't, uh, do anything else. And so, um, basically, uh, I had to find a way to entertain myself. So I started, I, I, you know, I got into, um, I, I saw suck Lord's work and I saw, um, Jason Chalker, who's manly. Uh, uh, he, uh, that's the name of his brand. He, he may be manly, but but the name <laughs> of his the name of his uh, toys it's it's manly. And um, I, I started Killer Bootlegs is another one I, I looked at, and I got obsessed with how they could do it. And I thought, hey, I could try this. I had no idea though, um, you know, that where it would go. I just was trying to entertain myself at the now, time. You had a really impressive track. I mean, you you got your your beastie droids were showcased on the Goldbergs. I mean, right, that's pretty dope, man. Uh, uh, like the beast. Yeah, it kind of blew my mind. Yeah, like uh, like people I, I are actually, actually paying attention to this stuff. You know, yeah, it's no, like I had probably just uh, met well, not met you, but like heard of you through Facebook at the time, right before the whole Goldberg thing, and uh, known about the Cookie Wookie, and you hooked me up <laughs> with one. I was like, oh, that's awesome! And then all of a sudden, you like were like, boom, I'm on the gold. Well, the Beastie Droids are. On. I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome, man. That's really, really cool stuff. How, how did, did they get in touch with you about all that? Um, yes. Um, actually, um, the, um, let me see, Adam Goldberg, his assistant yeah. contacted me and said, cause I had stopped producing the beastie droids for a while and I have another one of, I have, they're going to come back. So, uh, a lot of people want them to come Very back, nice. so I'm going to bring them back. But um, they'll have a new version. Um, wish list comes out on Instagram, people. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get on that whole wish list thing. All those really sexy cosplay girls to get out with their wish lists, and even canvas <laughs> girls too. They have wish lists. I'm like, I got to get in on this. So like, I'm building. Yeah, I don't. Wish I don't think your beast is is successful. No, no. not as a cam girl. No, well, I'm gonna totally put the beast droids on there and hope for the best <laughs> yeah well um actually his assistant contacted me and said adam's been looking for these things for two years and i said okay well i'm gonna start making them again yeah. so i got i got them to him and um yeah i had no idea they anyone even paid attention to my artwork you know i mean dove who uh, owns uh, DKE Toys, who's, who distributes all these artists like myself and Killer Bootlegs and all that. He, um, he was the first person to contact me, and that was on Hauntan. And so uh, he loved that, and that led to Cookie Wookie, uh, which is a combination of uh, Cookie Monster and Chewbacca. Can't go wrong. <laughs> so well i grew up on sesame street and yeah. star wars so um no, man, you know. like that's i think that's why your pieces speak to me so much i think we've had pretty much the same childhood like each one of them i mean you got the 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 spockter gadget uh in, yeah and spockter gadget uh 
Mr. Teenage Mutant Turtles. I mean, they're freaking dope. Even the Sam Jackson, like, <laughs> bad motherfucking Jedi. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, you know, I'm a Tarantino fan and also that. Star Wars fan. So, you know, I'm like, okay, he Mace Windu and um, Jules from, uh, from Pulp Fiction, they're the same dude. And I'm yeah. like, okay, what, 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 um, Actually, what would that look like? Jules after he left the life from Pope. It is, it like... is. I wrote the, I wrote the story on the back of that oh, card. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah, um, basically. Dude, it totally makes sense. Yeah, when he says, you know, I'm going to go and, and wander Wonder. the earth and all yeah. that. Well, that whole time they were carrying that suit around, I mean, that suitcase around, that suitcase had a Jedi robe and it had a saber oh. in it. That's why it glowed when they opened it. It had a, it had a, it had a Jedi saber in there. So, yeah, when he you, says man. he's, I'm gonna be like Kane and walk the earth. Um, uh, and uh, he's talking to Vince in the, uh, in the little cafe, telling him, you know, this is my last time. Uh, that's actually what he did. He he took the stuff out of the case and went on his Jedi way. Yeah. That- all right, so like, how come the cartoon or something hasn't been made from this yet? Like Tarantino <laughs> should have latched onto that and been like, "Holy shit, man!" <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, but. <laughs> and also, I I hear uh, what's his name, uh, the dude that actually plays Chewbacca or used to, he's passed now. Uh, uh, Peter uh, Mayhew. Yeah, Mayhew. He has had or has in his uh I, I don't know, do you do it as past tense in his, his museum? Like yes. he, he has cookie wookies in there and ubakas and stuff. Like Yeah, I was at a Dallas Comic Con one year. Actually it was the first um Comic Con I'd ever sold at. And uh someone he knew or someone knew him actually from uh from I think they're what are they called? Uh, there's the the dark side people who dress up in costume. Yeah, and then there's light side people they dress up in costume. Well, one of one of his friends uh, came up to me and said he wanted to buy one of my artworks, and I said, "Well, this is the only Cookie Wookie that exists. This is the only one," <laughs> and because I hadn't started producing them yet, I just <laughs> had I just had one. So um, he said, um, well, if you sell it to me, I'll make sure Peter Mayhew gets it. Well, of course, I'm going to sell it to you. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, that's how Peter got the first one. Then I sent him some more, and I, got, I have one of his that's actually autographed. Um, okay. mm-hmm. I mailed him uh, the card to it, and, and he signed it for me, and uh, I have it hanging on my wall. So uh, same thing with the Beastie Droids. I have a, a one Beastie Droids that's signed by the whole cast of oh, um, awesome. the Goldbergs. So yeah, those are kind of like two things in my collection that I'll never leave. Is now, is is mm-hmm. uh, Maul's boutique like uh, part two to the Beastie Droids? Yes, it is. Like, um, and, and is there a story behind all those? Because like I love the Beastie Droids. I didn't know there was stories behind all the figures. Like if there's a story, I want to hear that one. Oh, the Beastie Droids? Yeah, it basically yeah. It, it basically parallels – a lot of my stories parallel the real life. So like what I'm going to do in them is musicians. Um, 
I went through their punk phase all the way to their uh, rap phase and uh, basically tell a story, but put it in Star Wars terms. So they're, they're basically all droids that formed uh, first a punk band and then they um, then formed a rap group. So yeah, there's stories I write. Um, a lot, you know, other artists don't necessarily write stories. They just create, you know, peace and, yeah. and it's, it's just it. Well, mine's a little more complicated because I, I, I don't know, maybe because I have more time on my hands. I don't know, <laughs> but I sit down and I just, why does this exist? Number one, I have to give some kind of explanation. Like Hauntan doesn't really have an explanation. I, yeah, I never wrote like, a story of how a Han and a Ton got mixed together. But yeah, a lot of them do. Um, Mall's Boutique was an idea um, to Mark's Toys or Buzzard Guts, uh, which is Dane Marks. He yeah. came to me and he wanted to do another Beastie Droids. And he's like, Mall's Boutique, Mall's Boutique. So yeah, I'm like, I okay, I can do that. With the, the, the droid legs on him too. like. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, he's been cut in half. He's got to have something to walk around on. But, yeah, I also uh, do a kind of Weird Al Yankovic thing on them where if it is a band and I'm doing their songs, I rewrite their songs. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, like, on the back of Beastie Droids, which I'm going to take him down here, and I'll read you some of the songs on here. So, um, let me see some of my favorites on here. Savior also. Okay, so, the, um, yeah, all this, like, uh, it's Licensed to Ill was the original name of the album. Yep. And I, ha I changed it to Lycan Blue Milk. <laughs> so, you know, that's just to give you a, an example of one of the songs. But I do a Weird Al Yankovic thing on there. Where I have to, I so have to recreate. Doesn't sound like you have any hate for the prequels or the ones that are after, like the new ones. It sounds like everybody's fair game in the world of Dead Greedy. Like, yeah, I use them. I wouldn't say I don't have things about the movies I don't like. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I mean, the special editions, especially. Well, I was oh, going to say maybe Hauntan is one of like. George Lucas's special edition thoughts. He was like, "Well, instead of Han cutting over, <laughs> yeah, it looks the like thing, something he would make." Fucks the Han or the Tauntaun. And <laughs> that's possible. Um, but yeah, the that's where Dead Greedy came from was the fact that they made uh, Greedo shoot. Uh, oh, yeah, they made yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, I have to agree with that stuff. Like, I I, I have a lot of love for all the star wars films but the the special editions where things got changed around and so i was that one kind of hurt you were just like hold on that that's not how it happened wrong, i actually George. have a question for you i'm kind of confused on ah. jar jar which is the, right. the the most i mean everybody that i know oh wars. yeah nobody likes jar jar I think and then just totally misunderstood um, I, I don't know when I watched Phantom Menace, uh, I, I was probably like 18 or 19. I don't even remember when it came out, but, um, I watched it over and over again and I loved every part with Jar Jar where like 
Qui-Gon Jinn uses the force to dope him up in inside the, the little ship when they're going from uh, the, the Gungan city to up to the, the Nabooians, whatever they're called. Like, Jar Jar, I felt an, a kinship to the Gungan. Yeah, he was always screwing shit up, and I was just like, it makes sense. Like, and when I found out this, it was before the internet, I was like, I found out there was all this hate for the guy, and I was like, oh, that sucks. I, I kind of like the character. And, um, I, I've always held true to myself, even like when other people were like, oh, that's horrible. I was, you know, I, I, I took it and I was like, I'm going to use this as my own like uh, sword. You know, uh, people like I was made fun of as a kid a lot. Like a, a, I was a geek. I was a geek when it wasn't cool to be a geek. Like uh, I, I ever, I, I mean, I, I at least was that way too. Yeah. A lot of the guys who make this kind of art, yeah. they're total nerds. Yeah. So they, they understand that as well. It, absolutely. So like I, as much as like the special editions hurt from George, I was just like, well, Jar Jar, I, I'm going to take him and use him as like my shield. Like it's actually my defense. Cause I have hor even this interview, man, this interview with somebody, uh, you're a laid-back person. You're, I know you're much like myself, very creative person, very closed off to a lot of the world. You have your ideas and stuff. But, like, I have anxiety up the wahoo about, like, doing anything, anything. I, I, it, it crushes me. So, like, I, I've built up this uh, ability to have this comedy and to make fun of myself because people used to make fun of me. So like it, now when anybody does it, it's kind of like I can do it better than you can. Come on, man. There's way. Yeah. More I think a lot of that. people, a lot of people have that problem. And, and especially those who are made fun of are really good at comedy because, oh, yeah. you know, you, uh, you develop those skills. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Adam Goldberg, for example, um, he grew up as a nerd. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Look at his TV show. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's extremely nerdy. I mean, there's all kinds of hidden stuff in there. He even puts Easter eggs in the TV show. <laughs> that, um, he hides <laughs> things in there. Yeah, supposedly, there's a hauntan in the show somewhere. Oh no! Kidding. In the living in the living room. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's all kinds of stuff. Um, I went and when I went to tour um, the studio, when they asked me if they could have Beastie Droids in the show. Yeah. I said, yeah, you can have it in the show. And I got to tour. I got, I got to tour the whole place and there's a back room back there where they keep all the props and stuff. Yeah. And my beastie droids were back there, but I mean, there's all kinds of toys back there and just all kinds of stuff. That's it's awesome. crazy. He had a ROM. I mean, just anything you could think of, they have it. Yeah. And yeah, um, that, that, yeah that's he's a, a real nerd. Cause like, normal like if you looked on like big bang theory you weren't seeing rom and stuff like no they do some stuff but i but, mean like not not to the extent. passionate nerd <laughs> yes exactly it's a love he loves stuff and i think nerds get obsessed with uh things and they bond to them you know and then it becomes like a language that everybody could talk in like star wars for example mm. or a thing that brings people together now yeah uh, once you discovered Sucklord, did were 
like how did he help mentor you did he like did you right away start like hey i want to do stuff like this and like get in with him and stuff like how'd that go i would never say he mentored me um i knew of him and i started making tribute art to him Ah. so i started making things like popsicle that i thought (laughs) that which is a popsicle it's half half suck lord and half popsicle so i i was just making fun of him and making trying to make art that looked like his and i i did that pretty well um and he just his art spoke to me um just it's a very much pop art it's very much like uh to me anyway it's very much like andy warhol Mm. so um i got obsessed with him and I just started studying his work. I wouldn't say he, he mentored me, but I did buy his work and I studied how it was constructed, um, how how I could do that myself in my house because all my stuff's made in my house. It's you know I don't have a, a factory. None of us do no, that that are uh, that my, are my making studio, bootleg figures. My 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 podcast studio. I'm actually sitting in my uh, uh, room next to my living room on my computer. My daughter's waiting for me to frantically finish so she can get back to playing Roblox. <laughs> like <laughs> the, people think, uh, especially like back when I was on the other show, people thought like this was a, a glamorous thing, and now I do this all from home. <laughs> exactly. No. So. With your stuff, uh, uh, is it safe to say you're uh, you're a Chewbacca fan? Like you have oh, definitely a lot of items based off of Chewbacca. Um, yeah, favorite character. Um, favorite character in Star Wars. Yeah. If if not if not the favorite, he's definitely up there with Darth Vader. Nice. It's, he's up there. I'm the good yeah. guy side. With the prequels, were you pissed off with Anakin and how whiny he was? Yes, definitely. The motherfucker was a whiny bitch. <laughs> yeah, I the the prequels, <laughs> I still haven't rewatched them oh, really? again. No, especially the special editions. Oh, they pissed me off. Just, oh, I didn't know they just did all special the, editions for the prequels too. Oh well, I mean the special editions oh. along with that. Oh, okay, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the CG. I just prefer the old models, um, the rotoscoping, you know, all that kind of stuff. That was like, it took you out of the moment when you're watching the special editions. It was just like, oh, you know that part's new because it doesn't fit the rest. Walking on Jabba's tail. That was really stupid. That was, oh, I hated that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I will say of the, of the prequels, fucking small. Yeah. He was a little bitty. Yeah. Yeah, Nothing like return of the Jedi. Yeah. uh, That, that, that was very confusing. Cause like return of the, uh, like Jabba's still obviously full grown. He's a goddamn fucking crime Lord. I mean, he wasn't doing that at like 10 years old. Like, yeah. And I I don't think a crime Lord would actually show up. You know, he has people that too. Like, why is he there? Like, Java was. I'm gonna fly all the way to talk to Han Solo. Yeah, I don't think so. He's he's and plus, he's a big slug. I mean, I never even what is he traveling? (laughs) But of of the prequels, I would say Phantom Menace has to be my favorite because of Maul. 
Maul which was I was dope, and I think everybody was upset that that dude got killed so fast. Oh, I would have loved him for two more movies. Oh yeah, like I I know they brought him back in in the Clone Wars cartoon, and now uh, the solo thing. He's supposed to be like the lead of the crime syndicate and all this stuff, but yeah, he he did not get. He was a badass dude, and. Well, he brought a new style of um, yeah. sword fighting to it. Um, the In Star Wars, A New Hope, um, the style that the guys were fighting in is called Kendo. Mm -hmm. And it's ba it's based off Kendo. And uh, it's Samurai very slow. Style, right? um, <laughs> don't get me lying. I'd, I'd have to look it up real quick. <laughs> okay, I don't know but, either. I'm throwing out shit here. <laughs> but Kendo... Um, it was very slow. It's very paced fighting. And if you notice the first fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, oh, it's, it's extremely slow. Well, there's actually this, some fan threw together this thing and revamped the fight between, uh, Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader. Really cool stuff. Gotta check that out. Okay. But Maul brought a new dimension to the fight. Oh, definitely. And, and uh, his martial arts style, which I'm not sure what it's called. Um, I haven't been that nerdy about it to, to no, look it up. But I probably not. will after this the guy goes because I'm like, I didn't know what that was. So um, I hate not knowing things. I have to go look up everything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you brought new dimensions to it and made it really fast-paced. Which I, I loved. Mm. All right. So worst of all the new ones. What's been the worst so far of, say, 7, 8, and, uh, well, not 9 yet, but 7, 8, and uh, oh. the prequel there. What was it? Uh, oh, what are those? Rogue One and Solo. Out of those four, what's been the worst? Mm. That's gonna be. I'm gonna say the Last Jedi. Hmm. I like that answer. Um. Um. I it. I didn't really understand a lot of that movie. Uh. I mean, I understood. You know, the first one. It was basically a replay of A New Hope. So that made sense. Um, I'm just like, okay, he's Darth Vader. Okay, you know, it's it's the same thing. But uh, the Last Jedi, once again, a bad guy getting killed off way too like Snoke was taken out. Yeah, there's no explanation on him. I have, no I have there's no backstory. No, I have nothing. I'm like, so I'm like, okay, we're doing Maul again. That's wonderful. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna introduce yeah, a character. Have to wait for a cartoon to come out to find out about Snoke. Yeah, exactly. So Snoke was a disappointment. Um, I would say that the the fight with Luke was really cool, but again, you lost Luke, or yeah. or, or it appears that we have. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, if we I, actually... I'm, I'm, we're getting rumor wise, like Force Ghosts or something more than Force Ghosts in the next one. So I, I'm not totally sure. The thing that threw me off most about uh, Last Jedi was the way they took out Leia was kind of odd. 
they had an opportunity when she got blasted out into space <laughs> and then all of a sudden i was like what the f you flying yeah thing was weird yeah mary poppins in space yeah. that was kind of that was weird too i'm like uh-uh that yeah. no no guys you can get me to believe that you know, ships yeah. bank, bank in zero gravity and stuff like oh, that. Absolutely. But come on. I can <laughs> follow all that stuff and be like, yeah, yeah, look at that. But like somebody, uh, the force doesn't, like you're out in space and she was out there for at least like five to 10 seconds. Like, no, you're dead. <laughs> well, the other thing is they never introduced her using powers. Oh, yeah. And then true. all of a sudden she has them. Yeah, all you know? of a sudden she's like flying. She's like, I can pull myself into the ship. Never mind that I'm out in space disoriented and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, that that's where it, it started building for me. As soon yeah. as I saw as soon as as yeah. soon as I saw her flying through space, I'm like, Okay, this is not going good. <laughs> and then then we had the whole milk scene, which I didn't that understand at all. Like like, I know these movies are meant for kids in a way, but like the comedy that they throw in is just like it's so dumbed down. You're just like, what? Yeah, I didn't understand him milking the whole yeah. whatever that creature's called. I haven't looked it up. The it did disgusted me so much, but yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why? Why do we need that scene right there? Yeah. What is that? You know, why, why can't we use that time to do some stuff when find out, you know, about Snoke or, you know, just the stuff they they decided that they were going to, you know, uh, waste their time on. Uh, I did. I did love the porgs, though. The, that one scene where Chewbacca is eating a porg or trying <laughs> to eat a porg. That, that's a great scene. But but the the movie as a whole, it just had more questions than it had answers. Yeah. That, and I don't, I don't think that's fair to a viewer. It's like I lost, you know, you, that whole series on TV that drove me nuts. I they love had a, that show and the ending. I exactly. I so was just like, I, yeah, I was left like, are they, were they dead? What? Like they were dead the whole, they time. were dead. They were like, in purgatory. Yeah. I'm like, but I had to, like, I had to read and research to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't want to do work at the end <laughs> of it at the end. Like I understand once I get into a fandom, like a uh, game of Thrones, I, I, as soon as I saw the first episode, I went full bore and read all the books. And like, I was just like, all right, I need to know everything about this. But like at the end, which I'm okay with the show's ending. I'm not ecstatic about it. Um, you're left sitting there going like, okay, but what happened here? Why, why is this happened? What, what, why is Snoke dead? Who was he? Why is Abrams does that a lot. Another series he had, which was alias. I, didn't I don't watch know. All of that. Oh, that one had a dumb ending too. And that's why I, I was kind of upset when I found out JJ Abrams had anything to do with any of the Star Wars. I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. Um, but I am happy that they're bringing Lucas back uh, for some consulting on uh, the final movie. Well, or not really the final movie. I'm really not the final movie. What has happened with Jar Jar Binks? 
where is this? I heard in one of the books he was like uh, some kind of like a uh, uh, clown, like on dancing for money and stuff in the streets and stuff. But that was the most that they touched on the character. Yeah, I think he's kind of like forbidden territory now, oh, since so many people, so so many people didn't like him. Like oh, I remember man. when I first saw him, and I I couldn't even understand it. It took me a while. <laughs> It took me a while to go, oh, he's like got a Jamaican accent. <laughs> oh, okay. He's like Jamaican. And then after I figured out he was Jamaican, then it started making sense. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'll watch it again and try to give him some credit. Uh, it's all right. Like, I think Robot <laughs> Chicken took uh, a great way with him. I love the whole idea of he's actually a Sith Lord. I've... Uh, been on this kick of having um, different artists draw him as different pop culture characters. Like I, I have a, a Spawn Jar Jar Binks. Somebody's drawn me a Sith Lord Jar Jar Binks. Uh, pretty sure I have a, a, a Skeletor Jar Jar Binks somewhere. It's kind of like um, your Cookie Wookie and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you get one of those blank Star Wars comic covers and have somebody do the cover? No, I I, I didn't. I, I the ones that I get it's funny because like sometimes I'll get them to draw them on some of the weirdest stuff. My comic shop will have just blanks of extra stuff, and it'll be like My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the art. I don't really cover, care what's on. Gotcha. No. Um, all right. So now you've got two new figures coming out, and the one that I'm kind of like it, the Bruce Reyes. I've been following along, and that's why when you were talking about the different styles of making these figures, I, I thought it was more of a sculpture because you were doing the whole, uh, uh, what is it, the the block that you, the the, the form, uh, I'm losing the word here, but the, uh, the, uh, as soon as I figure out what you, I'll try to, try the, to help you. The thing you pour stuff into to the mold, the mold. There you yeah. go. So like there was a mold. So I'm assuming there's some kind of sculpting going on. Yes. Um, no, uh, no. again, <laughs> he, he's, he's kid bashed. So okay. I took two different figures and put him together. Then, uh, we actually build a box and we put that figure in there. And uh, we form a two, we we pour a two sided mold. Okay. So there's a mold of him. Then they last so many pours, they don't last forever. Oh, okay. So I can get like so many figures out of it before it dies. And then I have to remold him again and do it again. So if I want to produce him again. But um, yeah, we, we, he's a kit bash. Uh, Bruce Reed, um, he, uh, He's uh, based off of my obsession with Bruce Lee. I go through phases where I get obsessed with things yep. like Pulp Fiction. Okay. Uh, I, have, I spend a lot of time watching movies and I don't really just watch them. You know, like I'll rewind them and watch the, the that shows how old I am, rewind. I'll rewind them and show how. <laughs> show, you got uh, a VCR, man? <laughs> she, I'll rewatch scenes, I'll rewatch dialogue. Uh, whatever it is, I, I, I watch them kind of like I'm studying them because I am. I'm studying every part of the movie, so especially when it's a good movie, uh, and I'm, I'm needing uh, material off of it. 
So like I watched every Bruce Lee movie that I own. Uh, Game of Death, Game of Death 2, Enter the Dragon, Fist of Fury. You know, I, I started watching all my these Bruce Lee movies and I got obsessed with it. And so uh, I was like, you know, at first his name was Bruce Lee, but <laughs> but people got mad. Or at least one guy got mad no, at me. Yeah, I was I like, I don't where that could come off. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll change his name. Okay, I don't want to make anybody look how angry. Easy that was. Yeah. So, so I was like, I'll you're like, all right, that that makes sense. I'll you gotta watch out. So you know, he was like, he was like concerned that people would take it the wrong way. You know, Bruce <laughs> Lee. Uh, it could take so somebody I, who wasn't educated on Star Wars or something not understanding <laughs> yeah so i was like okay i'll use his full name it's bruce Rees now and uh so yeah i'm still writing his story but basically uh it's an homage to um to bruce lee just like i had uh, marilyn mando which mm-hmm. was a, a homage to uh marilyn Monroe and to andy warhol um and then the other new figure I have coming out is uh, basically an homage to Pink Floyd. This this one's interesting, and I, I like it because it's it's really it's a, a political piece in a way, right? Like, well, not yes, kind of, uh, more of a well. Their how, their like, album "The Wall" was political. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's, it's how, an like, anti-fascist album. Is a, a form of, of protest. So Correct. yeah, there we go. I just felt it was it was uh, the time for it. Cause yeah. I'm like, we're talking about walls, yeah, and we have Pink Floyd, The Wall. Also, it has a link to Beastie uh, Boys as well. Their song "Gratitude," uh, which I didn't know before I started doing this research and making no, this figure. I'm gonna um, down. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you look up the Beast, watch the video for "Gratitude" by Beastie Boys. Well, if you'll notice. I believe they're playing in uh, in Pompeii. I could be wrong, but it's based off the the Pink Floyd Pompeii, um, and they uh, use Pink Floyd equipment in the in the actual video. So it, the it's same their stuff. own homage to no. Kidding. Yeah, I didn't. Know yeah, that. so uh, yeah, I, I I whenever I go into something, and I start making something i see if it links up with other stuff i've done so I, I was like beastie boys and pink floyd and i was like oh they did an homage to to uh, to pink floyd i'll do the same so um and it links back to miles boutique and it links back to beastie droids i like having all my stuff kind of interconnected yeah so, so that one actually has no words. It's a, it's basically a statement of anti-fascism because we're we're experiencing a lot of fascism right now yes. and white nationalism. Yes. Uh, so um, I thought, what a better time to uh, release agree something like that. Quite a bit on on political stuff. So like, mm-hmm. you feel free to say whatever you want. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, like and, Trump in the butthole, like. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm really upset about his rhetoric. You know, yeah. uh, immigrants are animals. Yeah. Uh, no, I, you I, know, I, talking about building walls. 
Uh, I've lost friends, and I have friends that are like, "Oh, you're gonna lose friends over opinion." Oh, I don't. There's family. I don't even talk yeah. to. No, I'm right with you. Uh, I'm just like uh, opinions that I'm okay with us differing on are: what do you like for movies? What do you like for ice cream? What do you like for comic books? When it yeah. comes to what you think's okay to do to a human being. I, I lose the thought that it's opinion anymore. And I'm like, I have morals. I, I have children I'm raising that I want to be good people. And if I give you a, a pass, just because we're friends, I'm supposed to be like, well, it's okay. You know, he's, he's a good guy. He just has this horrible thought on people that come from other countries. I'm like, no, it, it doesn't work that way in my life. Yeah, I think um, I've lost friends. I've lost customers <laughs> I, yeah. because I'm, I'm I'm not gonna pretend to be no. someone just to sell you a piece of art. No. I'm I'm gonna be me, and you know if you can't separate me from the art in my opinions, then that's fine. I don't care. I don't want you buying it anyway. Yeah. Just like Nirvana, just like Nirvana said. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm right with you, man. Like, uh, I enjoy what I do. I'm not doing it to become famous or anything. I, I want to do it because it's fun. I enjoy it. Um, That's how I, you should do everything. I don't want to. Just because you want to do it. Yeah, like, I don't want to do it because, like, and, like, put, you know, as soon as you start, like, putting some of your morals aside, it, it, it's a never-ending slope. You keep saying, well, uh, I'll, it's okay this is all right, I won't do that, but, like, this is still off-limits. And then you get to that part, and then it's like, well, all right, that's no longer off-limits, but, like, look, my line's back here now. It, it's really kind of how I feel how Trump supporters are. They're like, oh, it's okay. He said this, but he didn't really mean that, and their line keeps getting moved back further and further, and exactly. I, I just don't respect it. I, I can't deal with it, and it, it's not opinions. It's, I don't know. But uh, back on to your, what what are you going to actually be calling? Is that one going to have a name? Is it just going to be the Pink Floyd homage piece? Like, um, I think that would be a good name for it. I actually didn't have a name for it right now. Hmm. Um, but I guess Pink Floyd <laughs> homage piece would be a good name. Yeah, uh, like, well, they're going to have to order it somehow. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I didn't have a, I just, I saw it in my head before I made it. And, uh, Dude, because I had so much sense. Once I saw it, I was like, wow, how did he not make this before? Like, well, it, it's based off a of hammerhead. Yeah. So I took a hammerhead figure and I actually took an old little hammer that I found mm -hmm. on eBay. And, uh, it's a hammerhead figure, but he has an actual hammer as his head. And that one was Knock Noggin, which was the name of my figure that I made uh, that was making fun of Hammerhead. Uh, that then, that figure is the same figure I used to make the Pink Floyd figure, except I don't put the googly eyes on it. Where I do uh, put the googly eyes on the, on the Knock Noggin and on the uh, Cookie Wookie. I think that that's what made it. It was so stupid looking. The cookie wookie was the googly eyes. Uh, it totally you know? brings out the cookie monster in Chewbacca. <laughs> like, they're, they're, the googly eyes are fantastic. I actually have another version. One of my friends, uh, Paul, um, he came up with another version of cookie wookie. So I'm actually going to be releasing that one too in, in a joint with him. 
nice. Um, so I've got a lot of a lot of new stuff coming out that's, that's cool, old man. old stuff, and, but it's new version. Showcase that like cool places like you you get to do San Diego and New York and stuff like that. Like yeah, if I go through DKE and he distributes uh, some of my work. Then yeah, I've I've done uh, New York Comic Con, Las Vegas Toy Con, um, San Diego Comic Con. Uh, I did Dallas Comic Con once. Um, How do the cons do for sales wise? Are they like really good? Like oh sales? yeah, yeah. Well, you get a bunch of nerds in a building with money. <laughs> so yeah, it, it goes it goes great. <laughs> you know, um, it because when you're releasing things on your own, you know, people have to have to get up and, you know, actually want it and order it. When, when you have a whole bunch of nerds with who knew that there was going to be cool stuff there. So they've all got money. They're all ready to go. And there's just so many different products there at uh, like San Diego, for example, which I believe is the biggest comic con. Yeah. Um, there's, so. yeah, you, you've just got, you know, basically like a bunch of people corralled in there to spend money. Yeah. And yeah, I've, I, I can't I've, see any other reason to go to San Diego because like you're uh, from what I hear, I've never been myself because really, even if I could go, I, I'd go probably for a day just to check it out. But it sounds way too, uh, too many people like New York Comic Con was for me. It was yeah. It it was hellish to be on the other side of the table. I'm sure on, on the inside of the table, it's a lot nicer. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, being being one of the people out out walking around, I I do not enjoy that at all. Well, I'll actually be doing that. Um, I'm, I'll be going to Decon this year. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I'll be walking around. I'll probably spend most of my time over at DKE table. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll have a release there as well, nice. but we'll see. I'll talk to Dove and see if uh, I'll have anything there. If not, I'll be spending time over at that table and walking around the Comic-Con. So anybody that's going to Decon, I will be there walking around. There are also other people I know. Adam Goldberg is going to be walking around Decon. So there's lots of people that you can meet <laughs> just walking around. Well, that sounds like a good way for us to wrap. We're at about an hour. Jeremy, it has been excellent. Um, people can find all of your stuff at deadgreedy.com. Is there any other sites that they should hit up and follow you at or anything? Oh, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, yeah. You can follow me. Uh, I'm deadgreedy, D-A-G-R-E-E-D-Y, so uh, on Instagram. Awesome. All these links will be on the podcast once it drops, which will actually be tomorrow. Um, final thought, Jeremy. Anything in the world can be about your toys, can be about politics, can be about the bologna sandwich you're thinking about eating. What's going on? Right now, I'm uh, at a blank spot. What I'm doing is I'm just absorbing right now. So what I'll do is I'll go through these creative phases where I'm, I know what I'm making. Right now, I have no idea what the next thing is. So I'm just waiting for inspiration to hit me. So, But it's, it's been a pleasure being on your show today. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And that is...
Cannon. <laughs>